This week on Face Off Hockey Show, yeah, we we're the Blackhawks thing's gonna come up. We'll do it in the second hour, folks. Don't don't worry about it. We'll have Law Rich and Inspectors Hockey on. We'll have a the whole thing about this. Uh, we'll also talk about a massive protocol in COVID terms. The first game for the Seattle uh, Kraken and the newest ECHL team. And boy, they got a great name. Uh, we'll make the best of a bad situation, as we always do. Space of Hockey Show, right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark with a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. All right. Uh, welcome to Face Off Hockey Show. Scotty Waz, there's Johnny P. Um, yes. Yeah. It's been a couple of days. It's been, it's been an interesting couple of days, and things continue to pour out. And we, like I said, second hour, we'll get to it with Lau Richardson, who is far more apt, I would say, than the three of us to get things going. So we'll talk about the Blackhawks situation in hour two. So if you came to hear that off the top, nah, we are going to wait. We're going to have a yeah. round. A round At in. least listen to our ads in the mid-roll before exactly. you get hit, there. Hit the mid-roll ads, then listen to that part. That way we get credit for the monies. Anywho, help a brother uh, out. Johnny, you had a big weekend. I did. Huge. Like you, went back, you went back to school, like Rodney went, Dangerfield. Went back to school. Yep. Back to St. Joe. Uh, I, uh, at 10 15, 10 20 ish, I decided I was going to go to the 11 a.m. soccer game. I was like, yeah, I'm bored. I'm going to go soccer game. So, uh, went there, hung out with some of the guys that I played soccer with in high school. They had shown up early as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, 25th high school reunion on campus. We were right in that little alumni room. That's right off to the side there. Football team comes in at halftime. Everybody's like clapping and yelling for him. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, we, I mean, I'm sure that everybody else was really drunk. I had like three total beers the whole day. It was, it's really funny to me. So you put a, you bring a bunch of people together, right? who have kids and have wives and they show up to a high school reunion at an all boys school, um, without their kids or their wives. And they're like, Woo-hoo, let's go. Right. And I'm like, all right, I got things to do tonight. Like I got a hockey game. So that hockey this weekend too, mm-hmm. I got this pretty sick, uh, Mount St. Joe Gales hockey sweatshirt. Nice. Hooded sweatshirt. fits well. It's great. It's fantastic. Um. Yeah, all in all, I did a lot this weekend. There was a a lot of out of the house time this weekend. Um, yeah, two hockey games, 
Uh, we created a beeb. Um, you know, the normal, the normal, the normal stuff that occurs. You the know, things that occur, occur in life. Yeah, just a just a normal weekend. A normal weekend with the kids. You know how it goes. But yeah, got that going. Um, that was fun. It was a good. It was good. It was a lot. It, there was a lot to the weekend. Mm-hmm. It started on like Thursday night because I saw Sarah, uh, who is a friend of mine that I played soccer with. She lives in California, um, and she was back in town. So did that, and then that moved into Friday night's game, and then Saturday at, at St. Joe, and Saturday night's game, and then Sunday watching the Ravens laid egg. Oh, boy, did they. And yeah, and and sleep. Then there sleep. But yeah, a lot going on. It was It was good. It was a good weekend. Here's the aforementioned meme that Johnny and I... Sure, my words. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's so good. I mean, even the person that's in the picture liked it. Yeah, good old Luca DePasco, big fan. I also like that the puck in his hand is is logo side out too. I know, right? I got the logo. You can see the logo right there on the puck and everything. That's that might be one of the better pictures I've ever taken for this team. Yeah, I think so. It's framed just, right per- just perfectly. The out of focus in the schmas in the background. Yeah, just a lot going on as well. You know what I haven't heard, though? I haven't heard uh, if the uh, linesman that got hit in the head is okay. Yeah, no one has. I don't think we've had an update on that. He, uh, he I'd, got, like to, I'd like to find out if that guy's okay or not. Right claw. That was the second guy in the period that Tornquist had hit, because he hit Botrill, too. Yeah, right in the ankle. <laughs> right in the ankle. Like, Jesus, dude. At least Botrill was in front of the goal. That's true. Lines is just minding his own business. Kind I of. I mean, he head. wasn't really in the right spot, but, you know, neither here nor there. You don't want to take a puck to the head. No, you know, that's 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 not. I think they, that's number one referee school. They tell you don't take <laughs> yeah. a puck to the head. Well, first thing. Yeah. First things first. Don't take a puck to the head. Timmy. Oh, yeah. I, if uh, if you if referees are listening to our show, let me know that he's OK. I'm pretty certain he was concussed when he left the ice. You'd have to think, right? Uh, he was bleeding for certain because they brought out a uh, shovel and they were scraping up blood off the ice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Any referees that listen to us, let me know. Send something, send something the to the message us. If they're, if they're not in the NAHL, then we might have a problem. Like, I mean, if you know the guy that got hit in the Black Bears game on Friday, I don't care where you officiate. Saturday. Saturday night, yes. Just just let me know if he's okay. Let us know. Let us know so we can let them know. And by them, I don't know who. Um, I didn't do much this weekend. We didn't have uh, hockey this weekend for us. So we just went out and did our thing. It's starting to get rainy and cold and wintry out here, so that's garbage. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I mean, it is almost thanks. Well, it's almost November. So yeah, uh, yeah. Y Club's back next week, so we got that going for us. Yes, um, finally. Yeah. I feel like he missed last year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, why wouldn't you at this point, right? Yeah. Like it's hard to. It's in the in the pandemic. But you know. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, nothing much happening here. We just. Yeah, did our did our dang thing. Um, as just everything goes on. So 
All right. Well, yeah. Uh, did you watch before we get into Patreon pick? Did you watch the Seattle home opener? Um, I saw it on. So I've been doing since I've been working from home, and uh, actually, I have to go into my office and clean out my desk because oh. uh, apparently I'm not going to have a desk anymore. What in the office? Because we're like 100. We're basically 100 percent remote now. Hey, um, your dreams come true finally. Uh, so yeah, so uh, because I am home now, what I've resorted to is watching uh, like three hours of back-to-back uh, NHL like morning shows on NHL Network, and then they show the condensed version of the games from the night before, like on NHL Network throughout the day. So I did get to watch it um, like today. Like I think it was on this afternoon. I watched some of it. It was on in the background at the very least. Was it the well? There's there's two home games. There's one Saturday against Vancouver, and then there was one last night against Montreal. I think it was last night's game that they won. They didn't win the first one, did they? They did not. No. Yeah, they, it was last night when they. Yeah. So the pomp and circumstance behind the first game, um, rightly so. First off, I also like to say in the second game, raising the Montreal, uh, the Seattle Metropolitan's <laughs> banner, pretty interesting. That was cool. That was pretty cool. Um, the first game. I mean, it was it was a first game. There was plenty of pomp and circumstance. Um, you saw the Kraken didn't have any offense because both their defensemen, uh, their defensemen accounted for both goals. Uh, Philip Grubauer didn't look all that great. Really hasn't looked all that great this year, as you can tell from the fact that he doesn't have the Avalanche defense in front of him. Um, but everyone was hyped all the way through. Not a lot of people left, even when the when the Canucks buried the uh, empty netter. Seemed like a good atmosphere to have. I'm glad that they were all excited and hyped and ready to go. Uh, Steve Levy, do not like him as a play-by-play guy. No, no. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, him and Ray Ferraro were in the booth, and yeah, it was uh, something else. So. Oh, no. Yeah. It's going to be a long seven years. Could be. Could very well be. Um, and I also don't like the pet names of uh, Leaves. Um, that they call. <laughs> but you do have Gretzky making fun of Paul Vincent that on the other channel. So well, that's, I mean, there's I mean, there is justice in the world. You are correct in that one. Um, but it was interesting. It was a it was an interesting set, interesting presentation, and all that fun stuff. I mean, I like ESPN's graphics. I don't like the on the rink thing where they cut to the cameras that aren't like the hard cam. That that's pretty. It's almost like NASCAR crank it up on Fox. Oh, nice. The announcers don't speak, and they just crank up the on-ice sound. But the problem is for ESPN, they don't crank up the on-ice sound at all. Yeah. So that's the problem. I like that part of the race. Yeah, that's good, because you don't have to hear the idiot announcers. I do crank it up, actually. I turn it up oh. real loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the slow car. <laughs> Um, but ESPN doing that, that's all right. They just have to make the on-ice sound a little better. Also, don't like them micing up players because you get nothing out of them. Because they cut to, they, like, they do cuts of that, um, and the player is skating on the ice, so he's not talking. He's just, like, breathing heavy. And you just hear that. Yeah. And they put that as a highlight montage. And I'm like, what are you thinking? This is silly. Stop so there you go. That's my another more critique about ESPN. Uh, we'll get to watch the TNT game tonight because it's the late game. Oh, 
10 o'clock game they're showing. Philly oh, and... Yeah, you'll get to watch it. I'm not watching that shit. That's true. Yeah, you'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> so the interesting part is NHL Network, I don't know if I'm actually getting ESPN and uh, TNT or if I'm getting local feeds. Because get, I've been getting a lot of uh, the Root Network. Interesting. Uh, games on there. Um, well, I think that, yeah, the, the, the route, at least for like the regular season games is fine. That, that's, that's what ESPN plus takes is the local. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We don't have hockey net, uh, hockey network, NHL TV, NHL TV, NHL network. There it is on uh, the YouTube TV. So I have no idea what's going on. I wish mostly how I, I think the caps are playing tonight. They are. They're playing. Detroit, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Detroit. I think they are. I don't know. They're playing a team. I know that. I know that much for sure. So. All right. Well, let's get to some injuries, I suppose. There's a lot of them. A lot of injuries. Oh, yeah. Who's down and out with some blues? Maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face-Off Hockey Show Injury Reports. All right, we got some uh, we got some injuries. So a lot of protocol. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is in COVID protocol for 10 days. This is insane. Yeah. Brendan Sad is in COVID protocol. He's day-to-day. He could come back a little quicker. Chicago has five players and three coaches, including Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, uh, Jujarkara, Mark Crawford on the coaching side, uh, and Stephen Waite as well, or Jimmy Waite, one of the Waites, uh, are on their COVID protocol for the uh, Blackhawks, as if they didn't have enough to worry about. Um, they have this now, possible outbreak in their locker room. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Letang also COVID. He is out indefinitely, however. So we'll see how this all pans out. My God. I knew this was going to happen. There weren't even this many COVID breakouts last year. No, no, we didn't at all. Like, well, and they were traveling around. Uh, we had a, there was a couple at the beginning of the year, but then it settled down. Yeah, there was a lot of games that got moved around in the beginning. Right in the in the beginning of the year, it was a lot. So maybe oh, we're just on the same trend. That's what I also did. I, I got my booster today. So oh, nice. Moderna booster, ready to go, baby. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, more injuries. Mike Smith, lower body injury. He's been placed on the IR, so that means 10 days at least for him for the Edmonton Oilers to have off to an undefeated start, 5-0 to start this young season. Uh, another goaltender with some injuries, Matt Murray, head and neck injury. He's been placed on the IR, mm. uh, so that's not great. I think it's Philip Gustafson's uh, turn now in that. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Shane Pinto, upper body injury week to week. Or there and one of the uh, wonder rookies for the Ottawa Senators. Drew Doughty took a big knee to knee hit uh, the other night. I Luckily, saw that. he had no ligament damage, so he is going to be out at least eight weeks as a precaution. Uh, the big thing is not having ligament damage because you got to think if he had anything damaged there uh, for his age and uh, such, it could have been uh, curtains for him. But he's not. So here we are. Jack Hughes was diagnosed with a dislocated shoulder, but there's no timeline for him to return. They want to obviously play it safe with their uh, future uh, future superstar. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and uh, we finally get Nikita uh, Kucherov lower body injury surgery, being non-specific, but we all know it's probably the groin. Uh, he'll be at at least eight to ten weeks for the Tampa Bay Lightning, so that means they are out of the Jack Eichel race because um, that money's going to go back on the books. Uh-huh. Yeah, so sure. Um, we have a we we had we had some tings. Uh, and let me bring up the NHL media website because uh, our our good buddy Johnny, back into it. All right. You know our good buddy. Our good buddy. Our good buddy. Like you know our good buddy, uh, Max Allowable. Ah uh, yes. Our good buddy Max Allowable has been. Maximum. Uh, yep. Uh, Max Allowable uh, visit PK Subban for five thousand dollars after a dangerous trip to Milan Lucic. That's the second one. P.K. Subban's done that. Remember, he did it in the last preseason game for the Devils yeah. against Rangers against Ryan Reeves. Right. So this is becoming an epidemic for Mr. Great. P.K. Subban. Yeah. And it's, against, and it's against guys who could, you know, he's faster than. It's like big lummoxes like Reeves and Lucic that he's doing this to. Well, so maybe, maybe he's like the uh, elite killer. But he's like he's he's like trying to get enforcers out of the game. Exactly. I want to get this. I want to get this Shamakri out of here. He's he's wearing like a Punisher T-shirt underneath of his gear. Be wonderful. Um, we got uh, Max Allowable visiting Nicholas Albul uh, Kubel. Uh, two thousand six hundred eighty-seven dollars and fifty cents. Max Allowable for kneeing Mason Marchant. I hope Max at least puts in an expense report because he travels a lot. Goes everywhere, man. He's got that diamond, double diamond status. My God. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff only find a thousand dollars for Dangerous Trip. Max Allowable did not have to go to Anaheim. Mm. <laughs> that's good. So there you go. Dangerous Trip. That's what happens when you have a bad batch of mushrooms. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's true. That'll come back too. Come back to you in a big, big way. Um, ba, 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 ba. all right, Patreon, Patreon, Johnny, we got a Patreon. You know about this? We got a Patreon. I, I've heard about it. Heard about it. Hey, Patreon.com plus Faceoff Hockey Show. That's where you can help contribute to the show. That's a fun time for everybody. Pay one dollar, you get the video show. You pay five dollars, you get to pick a segment with the video show, and we'll get you some free audio here and there. No one else can hear it unless you pay that Langway fund. Uh, you could be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Sean, and Mitch. They contribute, so can you. Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. Uh, get in there. Help us out. Everything goes back into the shoe. Uh, it was a tie uh, this week. Obviously, we had to put in the Blackhawks matter there. We will talk about that with La Richardson later. Uh, but let's talk about the Mark Messier book tour. Um, Mark Messier has been... Going I didn't around. Oh, he had a book. Uh, apparently, he does, and that's the only reason why people are talking to him. Sean Leahy talked to him. He did. So we will. We, you know, that was a trip to see. Um, why? Why do? Why do we hate? Why do we hate Mark Messier? Do you hate Mark Messier? Like not, we as people, as in general, why do people dog Mark Messier? I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like. Because he's I not feel, he tries to be. Well, no. So I feel like Mark Messier. Yeah, I feel like Mark Messier like made himself to be better than Gretzky, like mm-hmm. made himself out to be like 
you know, he won Stanley Cups after he left Edmonton type of thing. One. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't think Gretzky ever won a Stanley Cup after he left Edmonton. He did not. So I don't know. I He was kind of outspoken. He was bald. You know, I, the normal reasons. I, I, I people. <laughs> I boisterous one one rings elsewhere bald <laughs> uh, you know the uh, simple stuff yeah i don't i i mean i don't know i don't know if i don't think that i like hate him i hate the mark messier leadership award um but like i don't think i hate mark messier he just you know got in on the he got a little bit unlucky having a trophy that they tried to make it look like it was 3D. Yes. <laughs> so. I don't like him. I never liked his style. I was never a big fan of his. I don't know what it was. Something about him. It could have been the bald thing. And now look where I'm at now. See? Uh, it could have been that. But I mean, in general, I just don't think that he was someone that whose play style I enjoyed or I've gelled with. Or anything like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those situations where I just see I see Mark Messier and I just want to turn the channel his smug look. And I think it's because he played for teams I hate it too. Yeah. Wasn't probably. fond of the wasn't fond of the Rangers. Wasn't not you know I don't know. I just ne- even even after the fact, not likable. A guy trying to push his way into a front office gig. A guy trying to push his way into this, that thinking it's his divine right to do it. That's part of the problem. I think that that's the God complex. Yeah, maybe um, that's part of the problem. That could be it for me. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It it seems that uh, as I more see him, I don't I don't liven up to him. Like, it's not like a, a change of heart where I'm just like, oh, I can see where I... Like, Yager, like, you hate Yager because he played on the Penguins and ruined the Capitals, but then you're just like, yeah, I mean, I guess he's a good guy overall. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, his personality doesn't really shine through. He's no. not like a Gretzky who was a who was a really great hockey player and coach and you know like you put him with a you shove a microphone in his face or something and he shows that he has a personality right and like he's a normal person like his personality mark Messier's personality never really came out except for like bake lays commercials right and even then yeah he was just like he was just stealing um he was just stealing chips from a kid so It was the it was the uh, the anti uh, what's your Jager? Mean Joe Green. There it was. <laughs> or he gives me, you know, Mean Joe Green, you know, is offered the coke. I don't think the kid offers the chips. And dummy just goes in and steals them. Maybe that's me. I don't remember. I don't remember the uh, the Lays commercial like that much, unfortunately. So I don't know. I just never liked the guy. I'm surprised he's got a book out kind of like you. Um, But. I guess it's a thing. Would you read a Mark Messier book? No. No. You read any book. Are you a big reader? I read I um actually I do like um autobiographies a lot. Um like I read uh like Andre Agassi's autobiography is really good. I have Bill Goldberg's autobiography cuz I got that at Goodwill. Okay. Um I've gotten a bunch of like autobiographies from Goodwill that have been like really good. And I like reading the stories about like how people like 
grew up and such. But it, again, it goes to personality, I feel. Because, like, I would not read a book about how Mark Messier made it to the NHL because, like, I don't see that he has a personality that's going to, at some point, tell me great stories about how he was drinking with Ric Flair until 5 a.m. Right. You know, yeah. like, like uh, that's kind of why you read stuff like that. Like, the Andre Agassi book was a lot of, like... I went to all of these prestigious schools to play tennis and then I got into drugs, you know? So like there's, there was always like a twist and a good David Beckham's autobiography was really good too. I have that as well. Um, but I just don't, I don't see Mark Messier being able to tell me a good story unless somebody that I like trust and respect is like, yeah, this is a great book. Then I'd be like, all right, well I'll find it at goodwill in 12 years. Called no one wins alone. It's a memoir. Uh, from Shine and Schuster, the publisher, Messier shares insights about success, winning cultures, and how leaders can help teams overcome challenges. Told with heart and sincerity, no one wins alone. Is more about more than uh, is about more than hockey. I can read. Uh, it's about the deep love and gratitude that comes from a life shared with others. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of that. Not a big fan of that. But maybe, I guess maybe the bigger part too is that it always feels like he tried too hard. Yeah, there's that. Like, he had to compensate for being in the shadow of Gretzky. Yes. He never let that go. I understand that. I can understand that, too. Mark Messier helped wrote it. Jimmy Roberts, also, from uh, ESPN, helped uh, help write this thing. So, I mean, that's how he got on ESPN. Jimmy Roberts helped write his book, and then, boom, there he is. But that's it. That's our hatred for... Well, my hatred for Mark Messier's. Uh, Johnny's this... I guess just an in, a disinterest, I would suppose. Yeah, I, I feel like I've gotten to the point where like apathy is actually worse than hatred, but I just don't care. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, uh, Upper Deck News. All right. NHLPA and NHL agreed to a long-term exclusive trading card license with Upper Deck. So our fears of NHL going to Fanatics has been uh, subsided for now. Nice. Uh, they didn't say how long the long-term deal was. But, uh, yeah, we got that going for us now. Also, <sighs> NFTs, baby. NFTs sponsored by Upper Deck coming to the NHL, baby. Get your gifts ready. Get your gifts ready. Perfect. Um, what do you think? What do you think about the upper deck? The upper deck long-term deal. Is it better or worse than the fanatics? I mean, I think it's good. I think that upper deck does a good job. I, um, I like what upper deck does with the, uh, with the like autographs and the jersey stuff. But I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if it was fanatics, the jerseys that were returned to them, they could just claim as being uh, game used and cut them up and put them in cards. It's fair. <laughs> it was worn during I mean, it's not like it's going to have numbers on it anyway. Right. It was a beer league game. Uh, not necessarily. They didn't say what kind of game. They just said game used. Yeah, it was played in a game. Oh, that reminds me. My, uh, I pulled out my um, Easton hockey gloves Ooh. to uh, check and see what size hockey gloves I have in case the uh, Black Bears hockey gloves do go on sale. Right. Um, 
and uh, the whole palm of both gloves on my Easton gloves are ripped right through. The leather like dry rotted. I mean, they're really old at this point, but and they were my second pair of gloves. And get the, yeah, and you got to lube up. You got to lube up first. I think that's the problem. Who's um, this? You're creating too much friction. Too much friction with the gloves. Sure. He's yeah. Fantastic. Hi, hi, uh, travel Mark. Yeah, I'm. Um, uh, that's why I was a little late. I'm Sorry. obviously not at home. So. Yeah, we, there was there was a bit of delay that people over the podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, let me switch over to. Um, yes, I will. I will not use the hotel Wi-Fi then. Brb. All right. Cool. Well, there he is, Mark with a C. You can catch him at. Um, Here you know. go. Here you go. Uh, so there you go. Upper deck exclusives now. Uh, Carolina is being annoying by purchasing domains. Did the blank lose tonight? Um, uh, with uh, the team name that they just played. And that pretty much is a show for their merchandise. Really? Yeah. Has, a, a, has there been a team that's more insufferable with their social media than Carolina? L.A. for a time. Yeah, but even then, at least L.A. was like... Like, playful. They weren't like full of themselves. I think it could go both ways. I think they're... True. I think Vegas is getting annoying too. Like Vegas is starting to get annoying. A little cutesy woo-woo bullshit. I do kind of. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I do kind of hate the like back and forth between like Twitter accounts. Right. I think it's dumb. It's like if Wendy's and McDonald's had a war of words. Hi, Mark. Welcome back. Any better? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go with okay. that. Word. Word. So. Uh, did you have any hatred towards Mark Messier? Not uh, recently. Why? Okay. He has a new book out, and we were just wondering. Like, I have an annoyance towards him. I'm not a big fan of his. Johnny's more towards the apathetic side of things. I don't know why he has a memoir out, but, you know. Uh, know. See, see, what I understand is, like, <clears throat> what's so interesting about his life for the last 20 years after he retired? Or do I have to read the book to figure that out? <laughs> you got to buy the rights. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It it is one of those situations. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, can somebody read the book and let me know if I need to care? Uh, I'm not asking you guys to do that. That would be silly. But somebody else, like someone on Twitter, should let us know. Sean Leahy, we were going to leave that to you. I'm sure you got an advanced copy of it because you interviewed oh. the guy. Uh, I sure yep. hope so. I'm sure we'll we got something. Damn. We'll have Sean Leahy record something. We'll do a Sean Leahy book report next week. Ovechkin again. There we go. Ovi again, nice. Yeah. Um, I can't. I'm in Norfolk, and apparently the rights don't come down this far. I can't find it. I have to watch the Bruins and the Panthers on the NHL Network. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Either that, or the hotel just doesn't get NBC Sports Washington, which is also possible. Probably, yeah. But it's not on get, ESPN. It's get, not on would ESPN get, too. Do they get it's Rob? Uh, that well, uh, there's no Panthers game. I mean, Panthers. There's no um, Hurricanes game on either. But then again, there might not be one tonight. So who knows? I just mean, I it, are the are, are is Norfolk closer to Raleigh than it is DC? <clears throat> uh, it might be actually, might be because oh, I do get Comcast Sportsnet, which does feel like a that would feel like it would be a Hurricanes station. I don't I know. I think why. that is the Hurricane station. Yeah, yeah. I I think I thought yeah. they were Bally's. Maybe I'm in Kane country then. 
Ooh, maybe you're in Kane's chicken country. Hey. Uh, speaking of which, I did get some chicken uh, wings from Little Caesars tonight. Not great. I wouldn't recommend it. Did you get the pizza and cannoli? Or not cannoli? No, pizza but I got the pizza. I got the pizza where you could tear the breadsticks off. I got half pizza, half breadsticks. That's oh, good okay. stuff. <laughs> pizza cannoli would be aggressive. That would be aggressive. What's did the you mean I'm... pizza calzone? Pizza stromboli. Or yeah, yeah. Calzone, yeah. Calzone, yeah, yeah. Bizarre... I was thinking of thinking about that one because it's so it's got like four corners it's like a but plus is it, side is it the, the corner calzone yeah, but the, the pizza, pizza calzone is just like a regular pizza but they decided to roll two corners sure yeah, three, yeah four. it's essentially a, yeah. it's only you only get four slices to a pizza with a giant fucking crust yeah yeah it you just it, t- it took the circle and then they put Square. a couple slices in it and folded 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 and that was yeah. it yeah they probably folded after they cook it yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it all—it's all the same ingredients after all. So maybe. Well, is it a calzone just a folded pizza anyway? Oh, you guys are Italian. No. Tell me. Yeah, I, I mean, the Italian food does seem to be the Mexican food of Europe. <laughs> it's the same six or seven ingredients. You just you just arrange them differently. Let Let's be honest. Uh, Sabaro is the top Italian cuisine for anybody, and everyone's just ripping them off. Shout out to Bar. Yeah. Uh, Olive Garden begs to differ. Not that I'm saying I want Olive Garden. I'm just saying Listen, I beg. Olive Garden is the fast and furious of uh, Eden places because when you're there, you're about family. <laughs> so. uh, AHL Hall of Fame class has some uh, former capitals. Eric in- Fair. Nope. Sadly, not Eric Fair yet. Keith, Keith a coin. Oh, yeah. Wait, does it, didn't Eric Fair set an AHL scoring record? 70 no. some goals? In one no, year? Uh, that was the WHL. Oh. Close. Um, so, Keith Coin gets in. That's good. F- former first-round draft pick of the Washington Capitals, Nolan Baumgartner, gets in. All right. Uh, something called a Dave Creighton. And uh, coaching legend Bill Torrey. Nice. Yeah, all up ones. Good times. So, they would be... I mean, the coin did play like 18 years in the AHL. Uh, 13 seasons in the AHL with the Lowell Lock Monsters, Providence Bruins, Cincinnati Mighty Ducks, Albany River Rats, Hershey Bears, Toronto Marlies, and Chicago Wolves. Won the Calder, uh, Calder Cup in 2009-2010. AHL MVP and scoring champion in the uh, 09-10 season. Had 106 points in 70 games. Uh, and then played in a record-tying six All-Star Classic and was voted to the first-team All-Star um, three time, first time, first team and second team three times apiece. Impressive. So he's the Mike Sillinger of the AHL. Kinda. Nolan Baumgartner. He uh, played uh, 878 games in the AHL for 16 years for the Portland Pirates, Norfolk Admirals, Manitoba Moose, Philadelphia Phantoms, Iowa Stars, and Chicago Wolves. Uh, All-star captain in the 2010 event. Uh, made an appearance in the Calder Cup Finals, but lost. First round pick hey. of the Capitals in 1994. So. <laughs> We all know that NHL teams change affiliates sometimes. Yeah, it happens every few years, right? So, do all of the so each of these guys seem to have gotten around quite a bit. Is that because when their rights are owned by an NHL team and they play for an AHL team, and then the NHL team decides to go with another AHL team, that they just have to like swap rosters? Pretty much entirely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If they're under that's... NHL contract, they have to go where the uh, where the AHL. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Incredible. 
It's kind incredible. Of... Hey, uh, so guess what? There's a new team in the ECHL. Oh. I hope you heard about it. I saw it. It's fantastic. Mark, have you seen it? I haven't, but is it the mini Kraken? Close. It is the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Hey, that, wow. That is actually extremely close. Yeah. Uh, they will start next season. That's a great logo, though. That's a hell of a logo with the neon green and a black with a ghost holding a hockey stick. And I'm glad they didn't give the ghost gloves. They have its ghostly form over the hockey stick, though. You would think that both the pirate cap and the stick would slip through his uh, unearthed yeah. body. How does he hold it? I was uh, about to say that. I was about to say that. Yeah. So well, I like make, the hat makes sense. I think the hat is also part of the the ghostly. Well, the like, hat's tied on. The hat? the hat is tied right. on with a bandana, but where too that doesn't like there's no fit. As we all know, ghostly aspirations do not have a round head. That's why they don't <laughs> get sponsored by lids. Um, also, like that they they have the Savannah parts of flag and the flagpole goes down between the T and E and it's broken off at the end there. That's a nice little touch there. That's where it died. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, it could possibly be the Ghost Riders, and then we can uh, go ahead and have Nick Cage in on this thing as well. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm going to guess that they're going to have a sweet hat. Oh, I hope I hope to God. They'll have the eyes as, like, the hat and the thing, like the Lake Elsinore Storm and the minor league baseball. Good times. I like this. I like, I like, I, you're, you're right about the color scheme. I like a black, I like a nice black and neon offset. Offset! So, I mean, they even have some gray in there too. Like, they could have a gray jersey. A little silver, a little gray. A little sh- the shading looks nice. They can do a blackout jersey. Be fantastic. So Savannah. Yeah, that's Jordan. good. I do agree, though. The the uh, the logistics of the of the logo seem a bit off, but that's fine. Yeah. Like, if we're gonna get into real uh, real talk, we gotta we gotta get to that, right? Like. There is no other. I do like how he's gone with the the rubber, uh, the rubber like road hockey uh, butt end. The nubbin, yeah. On the stick, that's a good touch. Nice. You you put the put that little seal in. You're good to go. Also, apparently in Savannah, you can get ghost tours and pirate tours. So the name is very fitting. Smart. That's good. That's good marketing right there. Marketing. That's good. That's good uh, regional research as well. Yeah. Good on them, and they make the uh, they make the river green for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like a banana at the bottom. Kinda, but that's a ghost. It's a it changes its its ghostly ways. So there we go. Uh, we will get Lawrence on here in a minute, and before I guess before we get into things with him, because Lyle will be outspoken about this as. He should be, and a lot of people have already been uh, sporting their wares. Um, Chicago Blackhawks. Boy, howdy. Where do we begin? Find $2 million, which I think is fucking way too low. Uh, Agreed. I mean, shit. Um, $2 million uh, for... Inadequate procedure, mishandling of the 2010 matter related to former video coach Brad Aldrich. Uh, Stan Bowman stepped down. Um, Joel Quinville is meeting with uh, Gary Bettman tomorrow, but he's coaching tonight. This is a fucking bad look. Uh, 
Kyle Kyle Beach came out as the John Doe in this case. He was a former prospect, former first round pick of the Chicago Blackhawks, who was the one who was the victim of the sexual assault by Aldrich. Uh, and talked to Rick West, head of TSN, about it. And it's just like his interview. It's a 25-minute interview on TSN.ca. And the uh, the transcript is there as well. And it's just... Well, that was at, tonight, right? Yeah, that was that came out right right before we went on air. Or right before we started recording. So, shit. Like, lots to unpack. Where do we begin? Like, Johnny, you mentioned it ahead of the show. Um... We've seen this before with Mike Danton. Yeah. And now it's it's gotten to the abusive coaches, not just being in junior hockey or in minor hockey or minor league hockey. Now it's to the top. So, boy, like where, you know, how do we get like, and now we hear there's stuff about Clark Donatelli and the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. Bill Guerin was under investigation for a bit. Um, that, that's going to come down. How many, what kind of ripple effect are we going to see? I guess is the big question. <clears throat> you know, it's going to, the reckoning is coming. Will it well, change? Two, $2 million fine is, is from whom? That's from the league. That's from the league. So there's still civil charges and perhaps criminal charges on the way. I would assume. Do but not there's know. A, there's a court. There is court cases out there because I know that um, and there are multiple cases, apparently, because there was a second person as well. Um, and, th- and there's also when after after fired there or after fired by the Blackhawks, Aldridge is either before or after. I can't remember which. It but was Aldridge after. Went, yeah. Aldridge went to coach a Miami, a Florida. High, I guess it was Miami high school team and sexually assaulted a minor. Yeah. So. Um, but the Blackhawks, I think. uh they mentioned something to the effect of settling lawsuits with mm. the two people. So, yeah, there's more money that's coming that's going to be paid if that's where you were going, Mark. And, and not that monetary penalties necessarily are going to bring right. justice here. Yeah. I mean, there there should also be some if if it's you know found the inve- there are investigations that are found to you know have overwhelming evidence here then there should also be some criminal charges not just punitive charges but uh well aldridge was thrown in jail for that minor incident as well so that will be that uh jenner and block llp interviewed 139 witnesses in this whole ordeal um and then today kyle beach was the uh the the person who bravely Stepped out of the shadows, said, I'm the John Doe, and gave his story to Rick Westhead. So if you go to tsn.ca, I don't think it's region locked. You can take a listen to his words along with the transcript for that. Overall, and uh, to to kind of put the how bullshit the $2 million is, they find the devil's $3 million for the cap circumvention. So they, they think cap circumvention is much more uh, egregious than covering up a sexual assault case. The National Hockey League. We don't fucking know either. Uh, Lyle Richardson, uh, we save this for you because you would have poignant points about this whole Blackhawk situation, and then we can get on uh, with other tings should there be time. But boy, what what more can we say about this whole situation, Lyle? My God, like this is 
it's it's as uncomfortable as it should be because God only fucking knows that this is an uncomfortable situation for Kyle Beach to step forward about. Yeah, and uh, right off the bat, well, as you as you said, uh, Scotty, very courageous of Kyle Beach to do what he did. Um, not even just in coming forward with this, but just you know, setting this place. Yeah, setting this all in in motion earlier this year, um, and uh, also a, a you know big hat tip as well to Rick Westhead of TSN and Katie Strang of uh, the Athletic because they both they were both they were both at the, the forefront of this uh, reporting the story, and um, you know if not for their work, you know they're they basically staying on this. Um, this just this wouldn't have become what it has. It, it it would not have really seen much light of day, if any, because of course, as 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 Kyle Beach said in in his interview, the um, when he, the story first broke, the Blackhawks just basically tried to just swipe it all under the bed. Just you know, said basically flat out called him a liar. You know, not in so many words. But in in the legalese of which lawyers are so fond of, they mm-hmm. basically called him a liar. And we've since learned, you know, from all of this that no, it wasn't. And quite honestly, I don't think I don't think anybody is really surprised by the outcome. I know there was a lot of uh, skepticism when um, it was announced that the uh, the the Blackhawks back in July when it was announced they were going to to launch the, you know an independent investigation. And there was a lot of skepticism, but um, to see that report come out yesterday was just truly damning. You know, uh, it was indeed truly an independent investigation. And, you know, I will give the Blackhawks credit to the point of at least they made those findings public. Because um, they could have tried to bury it. Mm-hmm. Or whatever they could have done to stall it, or whatever, and they didn't. I will at least give them that modicum of credit. But you know, the way Kyle Beach was treated was absolutely shameful. That organization that was supposedly one of the the, the big class organizations, the big classy franchises of the NHL, um, one with a long history of you know ups and downs and success and so on. But um, they failed Kyle Beach at every level. Every level. They failed him. Um, And it's not enough that, well, okay, a lot of the people who were uh, in that room made the decisions at the time as to how they were going to handle this during the the playoffs in 2010 when this information was brought as he put it up the chain of command to, uh, you know, the main people in charge. Uh, it doesn't matter because, okay, Stan Bowman steps aside. whoop de doo You know, everybody, I mean, come on. He was still allowed to be the general manager throughout this summer to make decisions, momentous roster decisions, when everybody had to know that this was not going to end well for him, that he was probably going to have to lose his job. If he, if they didn't know that, if they honestly believed that this was going to exonerate them, th- then they're living in a damn fantasy world. 
you know, because it just it just boggles my mind. And tonight you've got Joel Quenville, the man who said, you know, during that meeting, basically, we can't, you know, we can't let this incident become a distraction for the team while we're in the middle of pursuing a Stanley Cup. Because we might never get this opportunity again. They put winning a championship over doing the right thing. You know? Uh-huh. And he's Even- coaching tonight. He is going to be behind the bench of the Florida Panthers. And then tomorrow morning, he goes to New York for an in-person meeting with the NHL commissioner. What is going on? Like, if you're the Florida Panthers... What are you thinking? And the bottom line is they're not thinking. The, you know, they, they're just not. There's like, we got a game to play. He's your coach. He's already addressed this. He's going to speak to uh, the commissioner tomorrow. Like, are they thinking, honestly thinking that this man is, is, is going to be absolved? That Commissioner Batman is just going to sit down and go, well, you did your best. You fucked up, but you did your best. Go on back and coach your team. They can't. They absolutely can't. Um, Kevin Sheveldayoff, who was the assistant general manager at the time, who was in that room as well. He's got a meeting with Bettman on Monday. (laughs) Why is he still general manager of the Winnipeg Jets right now? Why is he not at the very least uh, under some form of suspension by the team or whatever? To get till more is, is revealed about this, or until there's been more, uh, we learn more of what Batman has to say to him. But they were just as complicit. He could sit down and, and try and maintain some plausible deniability by saying, Well, I never said, you know, I just went along with it. Well, I'm sorry, that doesn't absolve you. Okay? Being, to coin a phrase from history, being the good German who was only following orders, is not a friggin' excuse. It never is when you're doing something blatantly wrong. <laughs> they didn't go to the cops, you know? They didn't immediately, you know, fire Aldrich or get him the hell out of there, prior, you know, pending an investigation, an independent investigation of what was going on. At the very least, they should have done that. They should have gotten Aldrich out of there and told Beach, we've got this, okay? We're going to, we are handling this. They didn't even do that. They didn't even do that. They were more concerned about winning their precious Stanley Cup than they were about, you know, what happened to one of their black aces, who's a human being, by the way, Mm -hmm. and deserving, who deserves justice and respect and dignity and, and, should not ever have to experience anything like what he endured. And even after they won their championship, what did they do after that? They basically gave Aldrich a choice. You can step down, you'll get your severance pay, you'll get your playoff bonus, you'll still get your day with the Stanley Cup, you know, or we, we, you'll, we will uh, have to launch an investigation. So he took his little golden parachute with a nice letter of recommendation from Joel Quenville, by the way. And three years later, he goes to jail for sexually assaulting a high school hockey player. 
mm-hmm. who is John Doe 2 in this, and he's the one who launched the second lawsuit because it was his recommend it was Quenville's recommendation that resulted in Aldrich getting the job as this kid's coach or video coach. It's- I mean <laughs> and this isn't going to be over guys. No. This 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 is not over. Kyle Beach's interview to I mean if everybody thought well listen you know the report came out yesterday but they were just words on a page or you know they were just reported by reporters the main points um you know yeah the report's been made public but most fans aren't going to read it you know it's 107 pages you know they will just you know the juicy details such as they are get get reported and then everybody moves on how can anybody move on after seeing that interview tonight there, you know, the the repercussions yeah. are still coming. The the black yeah. for the Blackhawks, it's not done. No, and it's and not done by a long shot. Part of that respect and part of that dignity should not have needed to be a, a teary-eyed uh, beach on TSN on a twenty-five minute interview. Yeah, reading his statement and and trying to get through it like that. I mean, that was that's it shouldn't have needed to be. It shouldn't have needed to got to get to that point, no. right? I mean, and and I feel like part of the problem here, and this isn't a, an excuse by any means, but I feel like about the culture of hockey is we'll take care of it internally no matter what, and, yeah, and they you don't. see that with it's for something as as minute as like a lower body injury during the playoffs, mm. right? They don't have to publicize what the injury is. They just say lower body injury and they take care of it internally until the player's better or whatever, right? Or they release it at the end of the season. It's something as stupid as that, but then it's something as, as big as this where they think they're above not only the law but the rules. And if we take care of it internally, then everything will be fine. And they, But they didn't, as you mentioned, they didn't take care of it internally at all. No. So, no their, yeah, their plan was bury it. Yeah, yeah. Bury it and to hell with the kid. Winning cures yeah. all. This kid will be and and there's people already bringing up old uh, newspaper or blog posts about Chris Beach or Chris Beach, Kyle Beach being a uh, a bust and what's what yeah. to do with him now. And this was after yeah. it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and in uh, the optic, it's just you revisionist history. It's like, oh, what he was going through then. It's like, yeah, and it's like. I don't know. This whole thing is fucked, and now the penguin stuff is going to come out soon. You bet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think this is just the beginning of the curtain. Sure. So, like, because remember, I mean, I, ta- I I had mentioned before the show the whole like we we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. We've seen this in hockey before, but it was never to the level of the NHL. It was the juniors and stuff where Mike Danton was hiring somebody to kill a guy. Or you know, Sheldon Kennedy and Theo Fleury were being sexually assaulted by Graham James, their junior coach. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we've seen it before. This is, I think this is the beginning. And I, to Mark's point of the, like, we're going to handle this internally thing as well. I have a feeling that they're, uh, like, hockey has this, like, we're better than every other sport type of mentality. We don't have the issues that everybody else has, but, mm. but I feel like they do. 
Yeah, I feel yeah. like every once in a while you see the like, oh, uh, Kuznetsov is getting busted for cocaine or Patrick Kane punched a cab driver or, you know, like all of these little things have kind of like creeped through the window before somebody like shoved it back down and locked it again. But yeah. like I this is just the beginning, I think, of everything breaking open and people will actually have to look at the NHL and at hockey as a whole and actually comprehend that shit isn't the way they thought it was. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you, Johnny. And as you said, yeah, I mean, you know, they say that, you know, as you said before, I mean, this sort of thing, you know, well, it happened in junior hockey, but never at the NHL level. No, it doesn't happen yeah, at the NHL nope. level. You know, players, uh, um, you know, suffering uh, from from you know drug abuse, that sort of thing. Oh, that happens in other other sports league. Doesn't happen in the NHL. Well, we've seen that that already is a lie that has been cast aside. Yeah. Because we know the NHL's big problem. For years, there was whispers about steroid use, but the the actual real problem, it was addiction to painkillers. Yeah. Painkillers and 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 uppers, basically. You know. Stuff to keep you, stuff to help to to help you wake up and go out and perform, and stuff to help you go to sleep when you're having trouble sleeping because sometimes that travel schedule is just brutal, and it throws off their sleep patterns. They're having trouble sleeping, but the addiction to painkillers, you know, I mean, this is a societal issue, but you know, it's especially bad in the but it's 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 bad in through through pro sports, and there was no way the NHL was never going to be touched by this, right? You know, so at least we're starting to see a reckoning with that now. We can all thank Robin Lehner in, in a large part for that as well. But other players have all, even before him, have, have said, you know, listen, you know, I've been I've been addicted to these things, you know, because of treatment for injuries and, and I wound up addicted. For God's sake, the late Jimmy Hayes, mm -hmm. you know, with fentanyl and cocaine in his system when he died. Why? Because he got addicted to painkillers when he was injured and... You know, he had he never he never got over it. You know, an opioid addiction, as we all know, is 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 just a monster. And, you know, he went to rehab. He, he got the treatment that that everybody thought that he needed, but it it wasn't enough. And, yeah, this is that's one issue that the NHL is now grappling with. But this issue now with, uh, you know, <sighs> Kyle Beach, it's not going to go. This isn't going to go away because right, right off the bat, as I was starting to say, the the aftermath of this is it's just you know it's like somebody just threw a big stone in a pond and the ripples are just going out everywhere. And it's it's we already know it's it's touching the Florida Panthers, obviously, with their head coach. It's touching the Winnipeg Jets, you know, and even people who weren't mentioned in the who weren't mentioned in the report. They're being tarred by association. I'm thinking of, of Mark Bergevin of the Canadians. Bergevin was never mentioned in the report. Bergevin said all along he never knew what was going on, right? And, you know, until we hear see otherwise, there's no reason to, dis to dispute that. As, as I said, his name did not come up in the report. But by the same token, you have, you know, people who stuck up for Beach, like former teammates like Nick Boynton and, and Brent Sopel, who when this investigation start, started and the Blackhawks tried to shove it aside, they came forward and said, no, this is horseshit. Everybody knew. I knew. Everybody knew. 
Yeah, I think it was Boynton who said, I'm sick of this bullshit. Ask Kaner, ask Keith, ask, ask you know, Sharpie, Patrick Sharp. Ask those guys. Well, why would he spe specifically name them? Okay? So if the players knew, and even Kyle Beach said, you know, in his interview, that everybody knew, well, then at some level, Mark Bergevin must have known at some level. You but hear people talk and you hear things like that. Exactly. Way he couldn't have heard that by association. Yeah. But if he was just hearing it by hearsay, but even then, you know, he can now, if, though, but again, his name never came up in the report. He was never part of that group. So they're there. In his case, that is plausible deniability. You know, it really is until we hear something different. You know, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt and go on. But the bottom line is he could be completely innocent. And if we go by everything that we know about this, he is. But he's now been tarred with guilt by association because he was part of the front office. So, as I said, this isn't done. And and I'm wondering, Kane and Taze are the last two players from that 2010 team that are still on that team. And to my knowledge, I believe is still active in the league. What's their future? Duncan What's Keith. going to happen to that? No, I'm wrong. Duncan Keith. Forget about Duncan Keith in Edmonton. Um, Duncan Keith, they interviewed him soon after Beach's interview. And, and he said, look, you know, yes, my, you know, I, my heart goes out to him. I feel so bad about this. But I never knew anything about this until, you know, we heard about it in training camp the following season. Blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, Patrick Kane said the same thing. Uh, Jonathan Taze during the summer when this thing really started to percolate and he, and he was asked about, you know, listen, Nick Boynton and Brent Sopel are saying everybody knew. He took issue with that, you know, and said not everybody knew. I certainly didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. But what's going to happen with Taze and Kane mm -hmm. in Chicago? They got a year left on their contracts after this. Are they going to want to be part of this organization now going forward? Would anybody want them? After what happened, especially if we do subsequently find out that, you know, and I'm not saying that they did, but let's, for the sake of argument, let's assume that it subsequently comes out that they knew more than they were letting on. What then? Mm -hmm. You see, as I said, this isn't over. And even once all the dust finally settles in terms of the Blackhawks, who, by the way, acquitted themselves shabbily once again when they released a statement. 45 minutes afterwards and, you know, issuing an apology that, in my opinion, was half-hearted, too little, too late, and just seemed more about trying to make themselves look good rather than actually, you know, saying, yeah, listen, you know, we really messed up here and we really want to try and make it right by Kyle Beach, right? And we want to be at the forefront to make sure this never happens again. So <laughs> it didn't really learn anything. It's something else we subsequently learned as well, I saw earlier today, after uh, the Blackhawks, they issued their statement and said, you know, listen, we want to, uh, you know, we, we issued their apologies to, you know, back then, John, you know, John Doe 1 and John Doe 2, and we, we want to make right by them, blah, blah, blah. They then turned around earlier today and filed a motion to have both lawsuits dismissed. So what have we learned from this? If you're the Blackhawks, we've learned nothing. Okay. So something came out about that though, that that was like, that was done in accordance with trying with, in accordance with, um, like settling the lawsuits. Like it wasn't like, 
it, it was effectively something that like the optics of it look literally terrible. Yeah. But it was like something that they effectively had to do in order to do like the next step or something to that effect. And if that is the case, and it's something to move towards a settlement to Because I which... saw that this afternoon. Like, I had to go into a thread, basically, mm. that that was the top. And then as you, like, went in, it was, like, the next tweet or the tweet after that was basically, like, this is something the Blackhawks have to do in order to do what they said they were going to, basically. Okay, because I did not see that part, any part of that. I just heard that, you know, the, the dismissal, trying to file for dismissal of the lawsuit. Yeah, But yeah. if that's something now, yeah, if that is something, in fact, they have to do to reach an agreed settlement with Beach and John Doe, too, then, okay, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't actually blame them for that one. No, then you can't. And if that, and as you said, I'm going to defer to you on that, John, because you saw that and I didn't. So in yeah. that case, okay. I you I know, saw the, the Twitter outrage, and I was like, do I really want to click on this? Yeah, no, I didn't see that on and Twitter. And then I, like, went in the, like, next, it was, like, another tweet or two down. It was the same person basically <laughs> explaining why it was done. So, yeah. Um, okay. but, yeah. Yeah, it, most of the so, time I don't want to click on comments or other oh, tweets I, that go I, along. No, it's, it, yeah, that's yeah, that's usually a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it's just then where do the Blackhawks go from here? As well, I mean, Kyle Beach has to pick up the pieces of his life and move on. And and by the sounds of things, God bless him, uh, he is doing that. Though he's going to have this with him for the rest of his life. There's no question. Um, but if you're the Blackhawks, where do you go from there, from here? You know, you you have basically shown yourself to be just a horrible organization. And now what what do you do? And that's going to be the big thing for them going forward. I mean, forget about the shit show that's going on on the ice right now. And that's the thing, too. Did anybody really think that guys like, uh, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury is going to want to stick around after this season to be part of that mess? You know? well, it also seemed like he didn't want to join this season either. If you listen, to Alan. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no. Well, he was. He was. Well, yeah. He didn't want to uproot his family again. That was all. It didn't have nothing to do with Chicago. It had the fact that he just didn't want to uproot his family again. But he said, "Well, I'll go. I'll give it another try." Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's going to be so out of there. Oh, I can yeah. see him asking to get moved. I can see him getting moved for the trade deadline. I can see. What does he get trade before the calendar year ends? <laughs> I would too much that. yeah i i don't think so too much still too much salary on that contract but yeah it's just it's just such a mess and it's going to take that franchise a very very long time to undo the damage they've done to themselves they can never undo the damage they did to kyle beach um yeah but all it can be done now is the nhl uh the NHLPA as well, that's, yeah, they apparently did not help him when he reached out to them either, or at least they made him feel like he was being ignored. So Donald Fear's got a lot to answer for there as well. Um, Isn't that weird also that it went to the NHLPA and still nothing was done about it? Oh, that is very weird, Johnny, because they're supposed to be all about we are for the players, blah, blah, blah. And... They didn't do nothing for this kid. I can guarantee you if he was Kyle Beach leading scorer and not Kyle Beach marginal player, you mm-hmm. would have seen a lot more happen. You really would have. There's no doubt in my mind if he had been a core player, a key player on that team and this happened to him, 
you can bet your ass that something would happen. But, but you see, his, you know, his assailant would never have targeted somebody. Yes. You know, I was uh, just going to say star that player. somebody who was, you know, in a key part of it. No, no. He went and after somebody. Go after the weak. Yeah. Somebody who is emotionally fragile, who's just, you know, desperate to try and, and, and you know, trying to get an NHL career. And here you've got somebody now who's in a supreme position. Of power. And this is this was something, too, that stood out in that investigation as well. But McDonough. The the you know, the the he was the president, I believe, at the time, team president McDonough. Yeah, that basically he said. During that whole confab that was going on, that he couldn't understand how a big guy like Kyle Beach could be intimidated by a smaller guy like Aldridge. Isn't that always the trope, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's like you don't understand how, you know, a a power paradigm works, do you? You don't understand how that works. It doesn't matter. For Christ's sake, we've seen we've seen the stories of this recently came out uh, out of Hollywood, you know. Uh, Who's the uh, the actor? Um, Two of them, actually. one of them was uh, oh god, it's a lot of actors. He, yeah, no, no. Um, he he yeah, was the he was the lead oh. actor in the Mummy and George oh, the Brendan Jungle. Fraser. Pardon me, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. The same thing happened to him, and that derailed his career. Everybody wondered what happened to Brendan Fraser. He had such a terrific career, was on the upswing, he was doing great, and then he just seemed to kind of disappear for a long time, you know. And then we discovered. I think it was two, three years ago that that sort of thing happened to him, a powerful Hollywood agent, basically. And this is a guy who was in a much better position, you could say, than Kyle Beach was in his situation. And yet, basically, he was told, you know, I can make your career disappear. You know, like he had that kind of power over the guy. So this is not something that's uncommon. And so if you're wondering how some little guy could intimidate a big guy in a sexual assault game, that's how. Mental. Yep. It's all, yes. it's all, it's all that. It's all position of power. And as we yes. see here from the aftermath of when it did happen and Quinville saying, well, we can't wreck a Stanley Cup chance that we have. It, yeah. That would have been like word gets around and people respected Joe Quinville at the time and. And they would have listened to him if they, you know, tried to acquire Beach and like, ah, he's not a team player, nah, this, that, the other. Like he, like Kyle Beach was in a no-win situation. Yeah. In all of this, and and yeah. oh, nobody was there to help him. Mm-hmm. And you know, my God, I, you know, my my hats off to him because what he had to endure for over a decade, yeah. I can't even imagine. You know how he was able to cope day after day with with all of that. As as he said in the interview, he basically tried just tried to bury it, you mm-hmm. know, and just try and move on with his life, just bury it and put it behind him. But he couldn't. Yeah. You know? He couldn't. And now it's all this. And God, between this and the Montreal Canadiens bullshit at the draft this summer. And, and now, of course, as you said, with this, um, you know, there could be charges coming uh, regarding with the, in the Penguins organization and their minor with their farm team and, and, and all of that. 
I'm really getting fucking sick and tired of the NHL be- of people in the NHL behaving badly like this. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. This well, is the it? fucking 21st century, right? The, the, you know, this this sort of bullshit should not be going on. We say that when everyone, you, everyone who's in the damn league is still from the 1960s, Lyle. That's the problem. I All know. All goddamn league are, are yeah. the reason why this shit still goes on. In this yeah, problem. yeah. Oh yeah, no, it is. You're right. I mean, it is. It's the mentality. It, it, it's it's not, and it's not Gary Bettman that's the problem with this. I will say that. The problem is, and it was Ken Dryden who described it best. Because I just finished reading his book on uh, the life and death of Steve Montador. And as you know, I don't know if you guys read that book, but I didn't it, even it know was the book about. Well, I don't read. Yeah, <laughs> I just found out Mark Messier has a book out. We, so let's, we sit down. At, we sit down, Scotty. I'll tell you a big story. <laughs> Once upon a time, pictures in it. I don't care about it. Yeah, but Dryden's book was. It wasn't just about. It was. It was basically about how head trauma basically finished his career. How it was, you know, the the and the NHLs and hockey in general for the longest time. How head trauma was just not taken seriously, and how to this day the NHL still, you know, refuses to acknowledge the link between CTE and head trauma. And that part's on 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 Batman absolutely. But in terms of rules, the rules of the game and how, you know, the treatment of play, a lot of that is, as Dryden said, that, that in that regard, a lot of it was the people that Batman has chosen to surround himself with. Because Batman was never a hockey guy. He came into this, he was not a hockey guy. So what did he do? He surrounded himself with hockey guys. Right. Which admirable decision to make. But the problem is some of those hockey guys he's surrounding himself with are not doing him or the game any favor. The problem. Yeah, yeah, they are part of the problem. You're right, Johnny. Some of them are part of the problem. And until that gets addressed, because, yeah, you're seeing a mindset there and the way that this whole thing with Kyle Beach was handled. That's a mindset, like you said, of people out of the 1960s, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, it, I don't want to spend the whole. Do we, uh, do we want to wrap segment. a bow on this and saying that you know, bless Kyle Beach for what he's done and being yes. able to step out like this, um, and you know he's still continuing his hockey career over in Germany, uh, so and then he said that the, that team's like a family and and is yeah. tight knit and stuff like that. So I'm glad that he mm-hmm. still is able to play hockey. God only knows that some other people you that shit destroys you. Yeah. And, He's he's able to do it, and that this could be a small weight off his shoulders that he now has. There is mm-hmm. some vindication for him, although it should have been much much more and much much sooner. Yeah. Um. But you know, this and like Johnny said, this could be the tip of the iceberg that we're gonna see right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's still more to come with this. The fallout from this is 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 not over, and. Yeah, at the very least, I I, I really <clears throat> sincerely hope that this ends up being a, a a friggin' teachable moment for the for the league, and that moving forward, uh, we don't encounter things like this. And if 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 players do find themselves being uh, as the victims of sexual assault, that they can come forward without fear of repercussion, you know, without fear of having their careers destroyed, and you know, can actually get the help that they need when they seek it mm-hmm. rather than have the better than just be dismissed or mocked or, you know, have, you know, just have their careers tossed on the trash heap that you're insignificant and no good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be in my maybe interesting isn't the right word, but with the NFL dealing with their investigation into not necessarily the same sort of behavior, but, you know, the same sort of antiquated mentality amongst very high ranking people with John Gruden getting fired for, Mm. sorry, he he resigned. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, this old, old boys club or whatever we want to call it mentality. But the problem is their investigation isn't going public, which I think is a huge red flag in their case. I mean, the, the NHL, if, if, if they're, they're going to do one thing right out of all of this, which I guess they haven't done thus far is they, they should hold everyone accountable that they wind up finding responsibility for in this investigation. The NFL does not seem willing to do that. Yeah. NFL, so, you got to protect the shield, right? Mm. That's the fucking shitty thing about this. Got to protect the firm, son. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get okay. to Let's check this off with a little bit little bit fun things. We need a little yeah. fun in this. Yeah. A little fun in this. The score.com mm-hmm. and uh, Sean O'Leary put out five unbreakable records. Five unbreakable records. Sean O'Leary sounds like Leahy's like alter ego. <laughs> like he started Leahy's writing Irish for Sean like somebody Leary. else. He's Leahy's <laughs> Irish cousin. Real Irishman. <laughs> Bet he's ginger. Uh, can we guess one of the records, Mark? No. No, <laughs> come I, can't. On. I, don't, I can't even imagine what one of them might be. Oh, come on. John, what do you got? Come on. We'll, we'll well, okay. Let's go around the Apparently, world. this really cool thing occurs in Google that when you send a link, you can click on it and it opens the link like right in the uh, the Google uh, <laughs> right in the Google note here. So like I can read the article and I don't even have to leave the note. Like uh, it, I'm sure that this happened like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's this really neat thing that occurred. Um, I mean, I agree with the one, the, uh, the 92 goal season is definitely something that we will not see ever again. Yeah. 92 goals. Not the way the game is played now. No. Uh, also they mentioned Wayne Gretzky's 2,857 points. Oh, that's, I would also add Gretzky's, uh, assist record as well. If Wayne Gretzky had never scored a goal in the, in the NHL, his 1,963 assists would still make him the all-time leading scorer. Yeah. So I don't think you'll ever see anybody touch <laughs> that. Maybe they start instituting a third assist retroactively, and maybe, maybe somebody might have a chance. A third assist. Yeah. But uh, only oh. since Gretzky retired. <laughs> oh, and uh, I believe it was George Hainsworth's 22 shutouts in one season. Would that not be in there as well? They, they don't put that in here, but that's one of them for sure. Yeah. They, the only the goalie closest, they have. The, the closest anybody got to that was Tony Esposito when he had 15 in his rookie season in 69-70. I think you've seen guys get like 12 and 13. Nobody gets close to 12. Not even Dominic Hasek. You know, or Marty Brodeur or Patrick Waugh even came close in their best yeah. seasons to that. And in, in this in this day and age with, uh, you know, essentially everyone running a two goalie system for the most part. Yeah. You, a goaltender would need to have a shutout more or less every other game. Ooh, and that would and, be the, the 1A of the tandem. 
Yes, and and also to your point as well, Mark, uh, I think the uh, consecutive goalie streak as well, consecutive game streak, that's held by Glenn Hall, and that's what, 500 on the board? 500 yeah, that's never, ever, yeah. ever going to happen again. Yeah, you'll never see that. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that That's right up there with Cy Young, like, in his all-time in baseball, all-time wins record. is like, yeah, Cy Young pitched every damn game. <laughs> yeah. He pitched all some games he wasn't even game. supposed yeah. to be playing in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He pitched uh, until their uh, yeah. arms fell off. You'll never see that shit. <laughs> like uh, seven, another, a 70-win season or something like that. Right. Another one, Lyle, the Islanders' 19 consecutive series wins. Yeah, I'd go along no. with that. I'd go along with that. 19 consecutive series. Because you got to I mean, look at back Tampa when they were, at now. Yeah, well, back, back then Eight, when they yeah. played, I mean, the first two rounds, you were playing teams that barely got into the play, and they were bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, bad teams. You know, the only real opposition you would face in those playoff, in the play, four-round playoff back then was in, it was in the semifinal and the final. That was it. So... The way that it's set up now and how much parity there is in the league and everything like that, yeah, 19 consecutive, no, I, I can't see that getting Does broken. It, doesn't Gretzky have another season one, like 200,000 points in a season or something like that? 212 points in a season, isn't it? 215. 215, yeah. You won't see that matched again. Oh, God, no. no. Uh, another one, Andre Richard's 11 cups as a player. Yep. Yep, you will never <laughs> ever see that. That's in hell. Jean Bellibo and, and Ivan Comoyer as players had 10. <laughs> you know? But yeah, yeah, Henri Richard, like, no, nah. yeah. He, he, the, that's when you can like lose a ring and be like, I swear I had that around here. <laughs> well, no, who's well. the, um, I got I nine mean, more. Who's the closest right now? What with the Penguins? Somebody on the Penguins? Oh, no, uh, somebody Pat just, has Maroon three. just won three in a row, right? <laughs> Patrick Maroon's got... won three in a row, yeah. He's, I think the, he's, what did I hear somebody said was he was the first player since, sometime in some since somebody in the 80s to win three, three cups in a row. I believe that. Yeah, because no one's run three in a row since. The last, yeah. well, the, yeah, well, I know, but I mean, yeah. So. Well, he's just got to win nine more in a row then. Yeah, That's there fun. you go. No problem, man. No sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the final one, the mm-hmm. 76 goal season for Tamu Solani. As a rookie. Yeah. As a, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I yeah. don't know about that one. I feel like I have a feeling that that one could could be caught at some point. Because, I mean, Vetchkin was at 65. Now, that wasn't his rookie year. That was like that was his second or third season. year, right? He had 53 in his rookie. But. I have a feeling that this ga- the game is opening back up some. And mm-hmm. you have a player like Connor McDavid now who is scoring a shitload of goals. I mean, I think that you could you could bring in a, a somebody, a rookie, that might be like 26 from, you know. Dab, then it won't count as a rookie. It, then it won't count as a rookie record yeah. then. Yeah, 25. Yeah. Well, 25 no, I mean, whatever. Then it, okay, yeah. so they're under 25. Right? Yeah. You bring in like a 24 year old rookie or something like that who, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that one has a shot at least. You know, I'd go along with you on that, Johnny. I, I seriously, I, I, you know, I, I won't fully dismiss that one either. That, that, as you said, because the game is starting to open up a bit more now, there's a lot more speed to the game. So, you know, I mean, hell, we're starting to see what defensemen are starting to get a little smaller now and they're starting to be more about puck movement than physicality. 
uh, in a shutdown role. So, yeah, maybe, who knows, maybe in 10 years' time. And it could be maybe a kid who, like a Russian kid, um, who spends a couple of years in the in the KHL before coming over the way Kuznetsov did, the way Kaprizov did, right? Um, who's maybe got that little bit of extra experience uh, playing against uh, professionals. And maybe then, yeah, maybe a 22 or 23 comes into the league and maybe he could have a shot at it. You know, of course, immediately you'll get people disparaging him if he if he comes close to that, because, of course, Solani did not do that, you know, but regardless, it would still be a record. Right, that's that not what the re- that's not what the record says. I know. I agree with you. I'm just <laughs> saying that's 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 what critics will say, though. I was looking up Matthew Savoy's uh, stats because he's like the next big thing in this year's draft coming up mm-hmm. for the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, six goals in 10 games. That's pretty decent. But the thing that really stood out to me is that the Winnipeg Ice have uh, four players in the top five of scoring in the WHL. Jeez. Mm. That's pretty. And that's they, also have, they also have uh, uh, six of the top 11. So more than half. Oh, that's They're, stacked. That's, that's a good team. Yeah. It's a good team for, for, <laughs> for a place like Winnipeg that's oversaturated with hockey. It's good yeah. to have. <laughs> Of course, their goaltending and their defensive players are shits, but hey. That's fine. <laughs> They're winning games like 10, 10 to 7, but still. I want them in the pick em. <laughs> They are the Edmonton Oilers of the WHL, but. <laughs> exactly. You want fire wagon hockey, go to Winnipeg? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Got to do something to keep warm. Right? So many hockey. So much, so many hockey up there. Good fucking so English. So many hockey. Idiots. <laughs> Mushmouth. Why, why you have to be so mad, Scotty? So many hockey. So many. Say, ho- say in a Russian accent, you can get away with it. So many. Ho- it's also possibly racist. I'm not sure. I'm no. So many hockey. See, there you go. Poison my drink. Well, they're gonna poison my drink now. Not <laughs> poison drink. Next time I go out to Russia, as I am wont to do, as you know, <laughs> as you are well aware. Yes. Uh, well, yes. now I got my third shot, baby. I'm fucking good to go. <laughs> fantastic. I got the booster. I got a couple of inches on my schlong. It's fantastic what we're doing here with this. You can just teleport to Russia now, can't you? <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. What are you doing here, sitting here with, with you know, us on a podcast? So, so now, I mean, now they recommend getting cross dosages, right? So you can collect them all. Yeah, baby. It's you like got the Pfizer, you can get the Moderna, vice versa. I, I did not, I did not do that. I, I went I went to Moderna all day. I don't need the Pfizer and the Moderna gangs beating up on each other in my body. It's already beaten up enough. I don't need that going on. <laughs> Some yeah. kind of weird chemistry. Um, so there's that. Um, all right, Lyle, we got we got to ask you something. Lyle, mm. Lyle we got to ask Lyle, we got to ask you something. Sure. Uh, first off, why is Henderson playing a fucking 11 a.m. game on a Friday? Secondly. <laughs> um. So when that, Jack that I, makes does that make them the silver mornings? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. When Jack Eichel goes to Vegas, will he have to go to Henderson for an assignment? You think beforehand? Oh, absolutely. After his surgery, of course he will. He's going to need to uh, get a couple of games in, get some game action before he steps game up to the action, big baby. Because I know where you're going with this, brother. Yeah. Is, is this this is the most this is going to happen, right? Well, well, I mean, just like all listen, the other can't miss trades this, is, this, this year. Like, this is now, like, no, no but beforehand that wasn't for real, real. That was for play, play. That's yeah, this, like this, this is the real deal, Holyfield, right? Well, we'll see. Um, listen, 
the Golden Knights are have have been and continue to be legitimately interested in Jack Eichel because they desperately need a true first line center. All yeah. respect to Chandler Stevenson, but yeah. he's, sec- he's second line at best, right? I could see I could see them gambling on Eichel. I get nice. it. <laughs> Rolling the dice on Eichel, you think? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Little crapshoot there on Eichel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice one. I like that. <laughs> they might go all in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They'll go all Russian in. Roulette. Go, Wait, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're betting on it. Because <laughs> it's Baccarat. in Nevada. Hey. <laughs> uh, no, but they, listen, they, they've been interested in him uh, since the summer. And as I told you guys, the, uh, the reported asking price was Riley Smith, Nick Hag, yep. Peyton Krebs, and a first-round pick. And that's uh, from my colleague at the Hockey News, Ryan Kennedy. That was golden. Uh, that was the Sabres asking price. And the Golden Knights were like, no, because Peyton Krebs is, you know, they 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 would envision him as being a set, their set, the second-line center behind Eichel if they could get him. Um Nick Hag is also actually developing quite nicely into a solid top four defenseman. So just those two alone, they had difficulty, but they definitely didn't want to didn't want to tra- include Peyton Krebs in the deal. Um, but now you got Frank Frank Saravalli at the Daily Faceoff saying oh, that uh, talk has so picked up in the last few days between the Golden Knights and the Sabers, and it's like, yes. but and he but, knows that because he's bugged their cell phones. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has that he, it, it's really cool it's how they it's it's how uh it's how uh um, intelligence agencies whenever you get into an airport and the minute you open up your phone it doesn't go directly to the cell phone tower no no it goes to the small one in the airport so they can uh-huh. intercept it and then goes to the big tower yeah. that's how it works so that's what frank saravalli's got doing with that sweet sweet Smart. daily face off money he's, he's earning i kid frank um but uh my, the whole thing, though, this all comes with the caveat, though, but they'll need to be a third party team, a third team to get involved as a third broker to make a deal happen. And I'm sitting here going, OK, so the reason why you'd have to do that is because the Golden Knights can't afford to take on Eichel's salary. Right. What they would need is for the Sabres to trade Eichel to another team who would then pick up. 40 to 50 percent of his 10 million dollar per season cap hit over the following four seasons and then they would flip him to vegas who could then more comfortably afford him and i'm sitting here wondering who's going to do that right unless they are unless you as the golden knights are willing to give them a sweet sweet return so because if, if it was just one or two years you're carrying that cap hit yeah i could see that happening well, yeah, it would probably cost you a first-round pick, maybe, but you do it. Four years for a team to carry five, four or five million dead cap space for four years? Oh, man, you're going to have to give up something real, real enticing to make that happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I considering I that the Buffalo get... Sabres are in the in second place in the Atlantic Division, don't you think <laughs> they could use Eichel right about now? <laughs> True, they're playoff bound. This has That's been a it. weird. 
it's been a weird start. I mean, hasn't it though? I mean, good God! I mean that this my, this my Stanley Cup picks are undefeated as of two days ago. <laughs> and the Sabers and 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 uh, the Sharks are off to a good start. The Ducks are off to a really good start. Meanwhile, conversely, you've got uh, Montreal. It just absolutely sucks ass. They don't look. They look nothing like the team that they were in the, in the playoff. Granted, they're without three key players, obviously, but even so, still, like that game last night against Seattle. Oh, man, that was brutal to watch. That was brutal to watch because Montreal looked like the expansion team and Seattle looked like a team that had been in the friggin' Stanley Cup final. But even Tampa Bay's having their troubles. And this was before, you know, Kucherov got hurt. Um, the Leafs, you know, well, <laughs> what can you say about the Leafs? Let's not carry on. Um, but, yeah, what it's, it's just about the Leafs that Steve Dangle already said. Oh, God. <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where the Leafs have to lose really, really badly now for me to watch Steve uh, rant at the camera because the, the when the losses pile up, it, it starts to become just more of the same. Yeah. It's, it's no get fun. some new material, Steve. <laughs> we get it. They're bad and haven't won 667. Move along. Well, it is. It is Leaf fan reaction. That is that is the whole premise behind it. So he's hey, he's been able to make a lucrative living from it. You know, more power to him. Good on him. This is why I'm mad I didn't play the game and didn't, you know, have a gimmick and was trying to be a <laughs> broadcaster. I could be on Sportsnet yelling about, I don't fucking know, the Flames. I don't know, <laughs> fucking yelling about things. That could be my gimmick. But now I'm working in a hospital aisle. Where'd my life young, go? Young man yells at Cloud. Yeah, it could have been that. That could have been me. I could have been young man yells at Cloud. God, that's a lot of fucking pumpkins. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I know. I, yeah. True story. My watch is just buzzing like it's his job. Well, yeah, it's his job. But. Um, but no, here I am on a podcast. And we had a break for some reason beforehand. So I wouldn't, uh, just to get back to Ico real quick, I wouldn't bring Dallas in as the third team because they might hold him. Ah! <laughs> Got it. Ah. Uh. Didn't get it at first, and then I remember Dallas and Texas. Texas hold them. There you go, Lyle. Catch up. You're getting there. Thanks. That's on me, not you. Uh, (laughs) Lyle, we're going to go local with you real quick. Uh, And by local, I mean the Maritimes. The Newfoundland Growlers have been Mm. thrown out of their arena. Yeah. Delicious. So, Johnny, this week. week, So, this is the team I picked. Pick them. Go okay. all in hard on them. Got it. <laughs> this will be your team. I mean, they're playing like 14 games this week, right? Because they don't have a home. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. they're going to find a place for them in Toronto to they're play. Playing, they're I... playing at Coca-Cola Coliseum, home of the Marlies. There you go. Um, That used to be Rico Coliseum. So, But then Rico Fada got mad uh-huh. and I took the name away from him. Yeah. Oh, boy. No, no, Lyles, no. Like, how the hell did this happen with these fucking people out here? What's This is one of the most successful teams they have out here. They won a Kelly Cup not too long ago, and they're booting mm. them out of the arena. Apparently, it's, uh, again, a sort of a bad behavior uh, situation going on. So, waiting for more details to come out on that. Um, but uh, apparently, a uh, bit of a toxic work environment for their employees. 
that sort of thing or for arena employees to, based on what I just briefly saw that that blurb over Twitter and I was like, oh, shit. And it was like, OK. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll find out more with, you know, as more details emerge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, boy, howdy. Like I saw that this morning and then I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to replenish my palate? But Lyle, did you see this? Did you hear about this, Lyle? Did what? you hear what? about this? Hear about what, Scotty? What? Fucking ghost pirates, Lyle. We got hey, fucking ghost pirates ghost in the, in the I East like ECL. it. Savannah ghost pirates. I like that. It'll be starting next season in the ECHL. Nice. Take it apart a little bit because how can uh, foggy spirits hold a hockey stick um, and wear hey. hats? Hey, hey, hey. You, I never, never question what the mascot can do. I do appreciate how there's a, a, a guy or a gal who mm. calls himself Blue Shark that thinks that this is a joke. Come on. <laughs> How can you not like that? I own a goddamn clock or calendar? Probably doesn't own a clock either. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. I mean, it might oh, be April Fool's in I Australia. Like it. Hold on. His Twitter handle is at Heel Sony. So he's just, he's just, he's healing it up. I get uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some. I'll take that ghost pirates off there. Let's get to that pick'em. <laughs> Aforementioned pick'em. Yes. Uh, last week, your boy, big <laughs> winner, ten goals. Um, oh. Lyle in second with four. Oh, Johnny wow. and Mark tied with two. Oh. <laughs> On the season, Lyle at top thirty-five. Mark second, twenty-eight. Me oh. in twenty-six. Johnny. I think I've only picked one time. Yes. Yeah. And we gave you a team <laughs> each time. You've done very well for somebody who's only picked once there, Mark. Uh, Gee, that's my gimmick this year. He, is said, I don't he, says that about, he says that to his wife, too. I did so glad. <laughs> <laughs> I picked you, darling, and there's no one else and never has been. I appreciate and, how Ohm with, oh with Umlaut is in one of is one of like the Google searchers that pops up when it's like, do you want to search this? It's for uh, uh, Torinquist. Oh, yeah. No, I do that, too. Because I have to copy and paste it in my, <laughs> so just in my copy game and paste reviews. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to copy and paste in my game reviews. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I have to fucking do this now. Uh, what league are we on? Eckle, the ECHL. The, Eckle. The Eckle, which includes a new team that always scares me when I look at the schedule. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's the Iowa Heartlanders. Right, of course. <laughs> oh, Mark, they got a map. That's, a That's time what I'm map. talking about. Tiny fucking map. You have to, you have to open, open image and new tab that bitch. Wow. <clears throat> wow. All right. Um, Johnny, you get to pick first this week. Oh, no. I know. I still haven't found the teams. There's there three go. Florida teams. All right. Two Georgia teams. Two teams in South Carolina. Apparently, Google now just gives you sports teams. From sources across the web, it says. So there's, I mean, at this point, in, uh, there's a team in uh, in Quebec too. So got at that this going. point, it, these might not even be real teams. <laughs> uh, teams are not real. <laughs> totally fake. All right. Yeah, ghost I'm not going with. Fuck with, you. I'm not going with the Crowlers. No. And by the way, for a third tier, essentially minor league, a trip from Newfoundland to Idaho. Are you Ooh. kidding me? Oh, trust me, that that that's yeah, that's a lot of a lot of a lot of. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, changing. the best the best road trip that ever happened in the ECHL was the Kelly Cup final between the Alaska Aces and the Florida Everblades. Oh. The fucking exact polar opposite of everything 
with Florida Everblades being on the southwest coast of uh, Florida and Alaska being in Canada. In Alaska. <laughs> in Alaska. <laughs> to the left of Canada. Yes. Up to the left. Canada. Northwest Canada. Northwest so. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what do you got? I kind of stalled a little bit for you. Yeah. Uh, all did. Give me fuel. Give, give me, me fire. fire. Give me all that I desire. Oh. Is that because that used to be the theme song for the uh, NASCAR on NBC? Sure. <laughs> Mark? Uh, here, here comes Ryan Ellis. Oh, that's probably because he doesn't have an alternator this week. Exactly. He's just coasting. God. Poor <laughs> guy. How do, you, how do you put together a card 98% of the... Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I know he had a whole car. I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say that much. Mark? Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Since I'm down south here, Tom's I'm down. gonna go with a team. It's coached by Eric Belanger. Eric Belanger. I'm gonna did go he, for Three River Lions. Did Did he? Did he used to? Did he used to play second base for the Orioles? <laughs> I believe he did. I'm trying to do a southern accent. It's really just coming out like Ted Lasso. So I have fun. <laughs> I sound like Foghorn Leghorn, boy. <laughs> son, I'll say son. All right. So the Three Rivers, uh, the team in Pittsburgh, but based out of Quebec, is yeah. going there. Lyle? Yes, sir. I, of course, keep my wrestling theme. And I am going to go with the Reading Royals Rumble. Okay. All right. Reading. Uh, that works out. No, too. reading. Could have could have went with LeVar Burton on that one. I, I yeah, their mascot is LeVar Burton. It could have gone with the the Wichita WCW Thunder. You could have went with the yeah. Uh, could have yeah. went with the uh, oh the Rapid City. Oh, what a rush! Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Allen the Allen Real Americans. You could have also yeah. went with the Adirondack WCW Thunder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you could. Yeah. But Thunder is just the wildcat of the fucking ECHL, apparently. Uh, I'm going to go with someone that Johnny saw and then mistook him for Mark Perfect. this weekend, and I will pick the Wheeling Jerry Nantlers. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. And Mark, I'm pretty sure that Jerry Nantler did go to your uh, graduation party, and then months afterwards, we went to his house to try to fix his computer. Yeah, that was strange. That was a weird time. Yeah. Well, we were remember we were just going back for Strombolius and, and and to pick up our yearbook. Go ahead and say what's up. Yeah. But you had to fix the computer instead. And then we we needed <laughs> like, to fix the. Hey, computer. listen. Can you help? Can you help boost my car? And can you fix my computer? Yeah. It was a very strange time. You just steal his car. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's another Fast and the Furious reference. You yeah. boosted the car. Exactly. It was about family. <laughs> All right. Um, do, we got a hot, hot fuck here? do I got something? Do I got something? How about active players with Stanley Cups? No, nope, that's two. The most active players with Stanley Cups. It's actually funny, funny thing. Do you guys want to guess? This is not the, the game. How many? How many? What's the highest amount of Stanley Cup rings that a player has that is active right now in the National Hockey League? Ooh, I'm, I'm sticking with Pat Maroon. I'm sticking with Pat Maroon and three. Hmm. Lyle? Hmm. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, yeah. Oh, God. God doesn't have a ring. 
Yeah, he should. He should have. Should have, but you know what? Man, I'm drawing drawing a total. I'm drawing a total blank here. I, I keep thinking it might be somebody from Chicago. Okay, he's still acting now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, um, I, I'm sorry, I got nothing. I'm drawing a blank here. All right, Johnny, you for the save. I'm just picking a number. Okay. I don't have to, do I have to pick a name? A person? No, you pick a number. I think that the most active rings is five currently. Oh, I didn't. Oh, you had to pick. You had to pick. You I, didn't have to pick a name. Just give a number. You can give whatever the hell you oh, want. Oh, yeah. four. As long as I you explain it to me, I could have fucking answered it. That would have been fine. Four. Four. All right. Uh, Mark was right. Three. And currently. Seven players have three rings. It's a circus. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, Pat Room, we know. Pat Kane. Yep. John Taves. Yep. Kenny Malkin. Yep. Crosby. Yep. Duncan Keith. Yep. M.A. Fleury. Wow. So seven players with the most rings that are currently I active. I feel like we could have, we probably could have guessed that because all of those players were alluded to at some point during the show. Yes. Because <laughs> before yes. I said Pat Maroon, I said the Penguins. Yeah. And we literally talked about all of the Blackhawks earlier. Yes, we did. So. How about that? There's How also like a, a ton of players that have two rings, and most of them play for the Peng- Penguins or the Lightning during those times. So, easy come, easy go. Um, all right, let's get to a game. Somebody pick a day. Pick a day in the hockey season. A day in a hockey season? Any season or just? Just a day. Just pick a date. Oh, okay. Um, barometer. Tuesday. Fuck just off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean a date? A date, yes. Oh, oh. See, I was going to say Saturday because Saturday yeah. night's the night for hockey and fighting. So, yeah. yeah sure. Um, December 12th. December 12th. Well, that's a fine date. Um, pick Johnny higher or lower than December twelfth. I feel like this is turned into like a magic trick. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna go lower. Lower than all right. So we're going to December eleventh, two thousand. Because there wasn't <laughs> there a game was no on game on December twelfth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. To, going to the Continental Airlines Arena in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. We're going to play the New Jersey Devils, and they took on a team that was two games under 500 at this point. But it's okay because they're new. The Atlanta Thrashers. Ah, yes. Woo! There it is. When in doubt, go believe in Blue Land. There you go. Thrashers, Devils, 2000 before the deadline. Johnny, give it. Give me what you got. Um, Andre Pavlik. Wow, way too early. Sorry. Oh, darn it. Early um, Wrong Mark 2000. Yeah. Scott Niedermeyer. Scott Niedermeyer dead, but you're right. He's on the board. Uh, Lyle. <laughs> I like that shot. Niedermeyer dead. <laughs> nice animal house drop there, bud. Um, Patrick Steffen. Patty Steffen. On that board. Yeah. You got a first thrasher off. A little bit of thrasher love there. Exactly. Probably the only flasher, fra- thrasher love that'll be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, back to you. Oh, no. Um, Martin Brodeur. On the board. 
Not dead. <clears throat> not dead. Not dead. Uh, Mark, just sick. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a potential for he could be on any team, which is what's great about this pick. Bobby Holik. Bobby Holik's on the board. Which team? <clears throat> That's for you to guess. Yeah. I don't care. Bonus point. <laughs> I'm gonna go with devil. I'm gonna go with devils on this. He gets the bonus point, everybody. There you go. Hooray. Uh, Lyle. Scotty Gomez. Scotty Gomez is on that board. You best better believe it. Yep. Johnny, right, right back to you. Fast and furious, like it's family. Um. Uh, John Madden. Boom. He's there. Two nice. goals. Nice. Uh, to Mark. Patrick Elias. Bang, right there. One assist. Lyle, back to you. Uh, Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens is on that board. You best better believe that. Johnny, to you. Uh, Jay Pandolfo. Jay Pandolfo. Oh, oh, oh. You best better believe that. The During this drop. era there of the Devils? Is. Yes, sir. Uh, Mark. All right, I'm going to go back to Milan Hinlinka. Milan Hinlinka, not there. Oh, swing. Uh, I ruined the streak. Good try, I will. I will say this: If any of you get the Thrasher's goal, you automatically win this game. Okay. <laughs> In 2000. Yeah. Oh, good oh, luck with that. Yeah, Lyle. Um. Ray Ferraro. Ferraro's on the board. Yeah, chicken parm, baby. There we nice. go. Johnny. Uh, Lubo Spartacus. Sorry, no loop. Oh, sorry. I was with you there. This team's fucking terrible. <laughs> Dude, trust me, some of these names have too many, too many consonants together. Team fucking Yeah. Jamie Langenbrunner. Jamie Langenbrunner. Sorry. Ooh, he's with the Dallas we should, Stars. Then. We should yeah. retroactively go back and create videos about how bad the Atlanta Thrashers was. We should do a retro- we should do a Patreon pick for the the terribleness of the Thrashers. Mm. Uh, good guess though, but uh, Lyle's right. I think he was with the Stars because he got traded. Yeah, he was still with the Stars, then. yeah. I think he got traded this at this deadline when the Devils made their run to the Cup against the Avalanche. No, was it no. later? No, yeah, he came over. He came over with the New and Dyke in. O two, the O two deadline, and he was with them when they won the cup the year later at yeah. the Devils. Yeah. That's um Jason Arnott. Jason Arnott is I lost track of time. Holy fuck. N- on that board. Yes, he is. There he is. Right yeah. Uh-huh. You were looking, yep, another two teamer. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually tabbed off to look where Jamie Langenbrenner was. <laughs> uh, to uh to Johnny. Um, Damian Rhodes. Sorry, nope. Ooh, nope. Oh, I was actually thinking about him earlier. Yeah, because you were watching Rhodes to the top. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mark. Tim Erickson with an X. Nope, but a good Tim Erickson. Oh, that was a good guess. Good guess. Yeah, I like that one. Tim and Erickson. Um, Um, Lyle. Hmm. I don't know why. The name Oleg Vasha has popped into my head, so I'll throw that out there. Oleg Vasha. Sorry, not there, but half a point for an Oleg Vasha drop. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. 
Olegavasha is the yeah. only person who was traded, but not traded every year for like 14 years straight. Yeah. <laughs> like every year and, of his career, he was getting traded at the trade deadline. Yeah, Bacalof you're right. Ferrata his name too. always came up and he almost never moved. <laughs> Him and Bakalov Ferrata were two guys that either moved yes. or didn't. Like it was fucking. Ah, uh, and Reddick Bonk. Don't forget Reddick Bonk. Bruce Gariosh rode that horse until it finally left town. Yes. The horse's yeah. name was Friday. My God, you're right, Johnny. Um. Uh. Stefan Beauregard. No, Stefan Beauregard not on this team, <laughs> but he get traded for himself. <laughs> <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, he got traded for Christian Rutu twice during the off season, <laughs> which is a fucking record. <laughs> Mark. Ah, Jesus. Um, let's see here. Who the hell would have been on uh, Todd Reardon? Todd Reardon, unfortunately, not on this team. Yeah, <laughs> not on this, not on, not on the ice tonight. Uh, Lyle, Danny Heatley, Danny Heatley, not there. Sorry. Ah, uh, you're, uh, yeah, I you're, thought of that. You're too soon. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, wow. Johnny. Okay. Uh, Nat Domicelli. Nat Domicelli's on the board. There it is. You got him. Uh, Mark? We already had a Lubos Bartekos drop. Sure yeah. did, but... Uh, Alexei Zhidnik. No, he's still in Buffalo. Now. Not there, but... Yeah, quarter point he's in for Buffalo. Lyle? Ilya Kovalchuk. Not there. Oh, damn it. He's not there. Russia. Russia. Yes, he was stealing the <laughs> Um, We go to Johnny for starting of the last call. Oh, no. Um, I have to try another random goalie from that era. Sure. Uh, so, let's see. Who else can I think of that may have worn a Thrasher's jersey for like one night? Um, Manute Bull. <laughs> <laughs> he did, actually. You're right. <laughs> with two sticks taped together. <laughs> um, oh man, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't really know of a random person that could be in goal here. So, oh well, Scotty said that we automatically win the game if we figured him out. So it's probably somebody very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go with. Uh, Bob Beers. No, but good good guess. Get a six-pack of points for that. Still with the Blues, I think, at that point. Yeah. Mark, your last pick. I'll stick with the alliteration and go with Rob Ray. Rob Ray, not there. Yeah, he didn't play on any of these teams. But, All who, right. but who wants to know? Who wants to know? <laughs> uh, Lyle, your last pick. Okay. Uh, I was going to pick a devil, but I, I want to see if I can nail a Thrasher's goaltender, and I know I won't be able to get his name right, but what the hell. Darren Rumble. Nope, that was a defenseman. So that was. Oh, well, there you did. go. That's how bad the team was. He <laughs> did was play goalie bad. that night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll, reveal, we'll reveal the goalie's name for the Thrasher's last. Uh, yes. For the Devils, Arnett was mentioned. Sergey Breland. Ken Tanner. Uh, uh, Eliash. Gomez. Holik. Madden. Randy McKay. Alex Mogilny, Sergei Nemchinov, Niedermeyer Pandolfo were mentioned. Brian Rapalski. They should have won the uh, 
Scott Stevens was mentioned. Turner Stevenson. Ken Sutton. A Peter Sikora. <laughs> uh, Colin White and Marty Brodeur in net. No, it wasn't the a thrash. Peter Sikora. It was the Peter Sikora. The, the other time. Peter Sikora was a Peter Sikora. Well, then it would actually be B, Peter Sikora. Yeah, it would be 1A or 1B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the Thrashers, Donald Aldette, Mark's favorite, Andrew Brunette. Uh. And, uh, Dominic Kelly, Ferraro mentioned, Steve Gula, uh, Frandisek Caberlet, uh. Tommy Callio, Andres Carlson, Denny Lambert, Jeff Odgers, Andre Shapsinkasev. Hey, <laughs> hey, Steve. Steve Steos. Uh, Stefan was mentioned. I'm ashamed of all of you for not getting a pair of smarts that. Uh, oh, uh, damn. Dean Sylvester, Chris Tamer, Sergey Vyshevskovich, and in goal from okay. Bismarck, North Dakota. A legend in, uh, in the UMass Lowell team. A legend in the, uh, the, the British leagues. A legend in the German leagues. You guessed it. Scott Fankhauser. Uh, Scott Fankhauser. Got it. He went bring in the noise, bring in the Fankhauser. <laughs> yeah. He played for Did the Greenfield Kalmeiser. <laughs> he sounds like uh that actually sounds like it's like a German punk rock band. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fankhauser. <laughs> he went two eleven. It was two- like you that, went to see Prodigy, and Funkhauser was like Funk the Hauser opening up. Yeah, industrial rock band. <laughs> Currently, he's the assistant manager at Swander Ice Arena in Evansville, Indiana, Mark's old stopping ground. And on weekends, he opens for Ramstein. All right. <laughs> or he he brings Too in the fanks, bring <laughs> brings in the jives, brings in the fank, brings in the fank. <laughs> uh, Lyle, thank you again. Uh. Yeah, we started off with a rough first half hour, but uh, we, we finished. Scott Fankhauser. So we finished. We finished with our fan with the as we are wont to do on this show. Yes, we Thank are. You again, we'll talk to you next week. It'll be uh, Wyclef will be back, so we have something to celebrate. Nice. Yes. Right. See you next week, guys. See ya. There he goes, Lyle Richardson at Specters Hockey on Twitter, SpectersHockey.net on the internet. Johnny, shout out. Gonna give a shout out to uh, sixteen photos of pumpkins. Fuck, I gotta go through all this. Uh, Is a bit Bitcoin pumpkin? That's that's not gonna well, get. I don't know. I mean, I figure that I'm just gonna let you and Jed pick which ones you like, and then I'm gonna be like, "Yep, sure." Um, <laughs> I mean, you'll be up later than me anyway. So, uh, yeah, I'll give a, a shout out to Mount Saint Joe. Uh, I was joking around with uh, Mr. Andrews that as I was driving through Krampus, the only thing that was in the same place were the roads. Um, Because, my God, (laughs) everything, everything's massive on that campus now. Like, so it got so bad that I went looking for the wrestling room and then I decided I was going to get lost in Smith Center. So I just I just didn't look for it anymore. I like went back. I I like I had left like trail of breadcrumbs so that I could get back to the alumni room. I was like, I'm sure I have to take an elevator. The wrestling room is probably in the basement of this thing somewhere. But I decided to stop looking. There you go. Uh, yeah. And uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if I I thought I had a shout out earlier today and then I forgot about it. Oh, I'll give a shout out to Carly Lloyd. Uh, I recorded last night's game. I watched part of it, went to sleep, recorded it. It was it was cool. It was a good ending. It was the the way it should be. Uh, uh, a send off that uh, done, done well uh, for Carly Lloyd's career. So shout out to Carly Lloyd. No, she's a huge listener of the show. Yes, she's got free time on her hands. So you never know. So you could go through the I mean, back. Clint Dempsey told her that uh, if she's uh, if somebody tells her that retirement is hard, they're doing it wrong. And uh, if she ever wants to go hunting, fishing, or playing golf, to let him know. So. <laughs> All right, Mark. All right. Uh, yeah. What's up? No, I'm gonna give a diss to uh, Little Caesar's wings. Oh. Not good. They're not what, good. What flavor did you get? Buffalo. What kind of flavor should I have gotten? Well, I mean, they've got the Parmesan, uh, the Parmesan garlic. Yeah, that's, that that's not terrible for the wigs. Uh, well, should I have done that? I don't know. I, I mean, you, you make your own choices. You're an adult. By the way, all the years that that the Illiches. Oh over- man. What? Oh yeah, forty. I drive uh, a Dodge Stratus. All the all the years that the Illages own Little Caesars, they just coming up with wings now. No, they've had wings for like they a really long wings. time. You what? just never order them. I, yes, because I don't go to, go to Little Caesars because I actually don't hate myself that much. Oh, uh-huh. I order Little Caesars. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, it was across the street from my hotel down here. Was it a standalone Look, Little Caesars? And we've had this conversation before. It was an outdoor Little Caesars. It was in a strip mall. Uh, it actually had like a drive-through or like a walk-up window outside of it. You didn't even go in the store. The Little Caesars here has it's a Little Caesars and Subway. The split. It's an interesting uh, split. Yeah, really. Uh, anyway, what else, Mark? How's Norfolk? Uh, it's all right. I don't get the yeah, Caps North- games. They're just to that. <laughs> um, Are you looking yeah, for new housing? Yes. I'm so that you can scouting, move farther I'm south. Scouting land. <laughs> scouting land. I'm gonna develop this time. Nice. Good work. Uh, ah, all right. That's it. I don't have anything crazy. All right. Well, the caps are tied up again. And look at them go. Fuck. They can't just put a bad team away, can they? They like putting up. Uh, they like scoring a bunch and then letting them back into the game so that they can win in dramatic fashion. Yeah. They haven't lost in regulation yet, so they got that going for them. Uh, shout out to mom and dad. Talked to them a while ago. That was fun. Just to uh, just to Mrs. Dash for making me Dash. That was not fun. We just had some technical difficulties. Some technical difficulties in the middle of the show that people aren't going to realize because it's seamless transitioning. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to the Black Bears who apparently are going to possibly need a play-by-play guy on next Saturday's game. You should do it by Zoom. <laughs> Oh Christ! If, if only that'd be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and the and one the one the white pixel turned it over to the gray pixel. Wait, nope, that's a black pixel. I, I did it. I did a whole secret broadcast that now is still used on the fucking preview show or the preview when they go on the ice. The hype song, the yeah. hype video, whatever the fuck they put together. Hype real. Hype real. Real recognize real. Um. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Thank you all for listening. For Johnny P. Mark for the C. I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show, part of the Face Off Hockey Show media faction. You can catch us on all the uh, podcatchers, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, maybe LinkedIn. I don't know. 
Find us on social medias, too, at FOHS Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to contribute to the show. Maybe get some uh, extra bonus content and help us talk about the show. Hey, that's uh, patreon.com slash show. Uh, but this is this is a step before we start our OnlyFans, fans, which would be just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> that's it. We'll talk to you guys next time through. Enjoy your week. Till right, Peace. No free feedbacks either. Oh, yeah.